The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Presented by Liberty Mutual, Steve Letard here, Kyle Petty, Nate Ryan, Jeff Burton. And we want to hear from you, the fans. You can call us at 844-NASCAR-NBC. Guys, let's get the topics rolling. We finished up the West Coast swing. Three races on the West Coast. Any big takeaways from the West Coast races? Uh, yeah, Ryan Blaney. I mean, you know, not not the guy that came home with a bunch of trophies, but the guy that I thought was in position to win, maybe not Phoenix, but win yeah. every other race of the year. And uh, just a huge impression on me, a new, new crew chief, Situation for him and came right out of the box running well. Hendrick Motorsports is good. Yeah. That's my takeaway. I mean, not that they weren't good last year, but obviously with Bowman winning Fontana and Chase Elliott leading a lot of laps yesterday at Phoenix, and and obviously those guys are back. Yeah. Where are the Toyotas? I think that's a that, fair question. That, 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 that's all I want to know. That's my takeaway from these first three races. Well, my takeaway connects to that because my takeaway is if Martin Truex Jr. offered to drive to dinner, I wouldn't ride with him as bad no, as his Not at this point. Yeah, is, <laughs> he runs pretty fast, but his luck's so bad, I don't think I would even ride with him to dinner. But uh, those are our takeaways. Let's get to our starting grid. We want to know what your biggest takeaway was from the West Coast Swing. Who made the biggest statement? And should anybody start to worry about their performance? Plus, some big news this last weekend. Ryan Blaney just signed a multi-year contract extension with Team Penske. So what does that mean for Brad Kozlowski's future, the final free agent within the organization? And we just heard from him. Nate Ryan is here on the desk. Nate is going to tell us what is moving the needle. That I am, Steve. And we're going to get started with... Someone has been moving the needle all week on Twitter, Denny Hamlin. Mm. I was scared you were going to say Kyle or I, me. No, I was too. Okay. <laughs> Normally I would say you guys, but <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't. Yeah. yeah. This week we, we, we had, well, actually it was last week, we had the Chip Ganassi tweet about the shopping cart controversy that Kyle loved between Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson. And then we had a, someone tweet this little conversation going on between Ganassi and Hamlin on the grid at Phoenix and wondered what this was about, if it was the infamous shopping cart controversy, and Denny Hamlin tweeted back, it seems super comfortable. So I don't know what you guys think. I don't know if that's Denny Hamlin joking or if it was just kind of an admonishment from Chip Ganassi for uh, slamming into his guy both on and off the racetrack at Fontana. What do you guys think? Oh, I'm looking at you, KP. <laughs> I'm looking at you. I'm not tackling this uh, one. No, no, listen. listen. Here's, here's what I say, and I think we, we, you said it earlier. The, that, that's probably behind him at this point in time because Chip had probably already confronted this issue before it ever got out uh, on, on to pit road there. So I would say that was probably – it probably was comfortable um, because the harshness had already worn off by that time. Yeah, Chip doesn't strike me as one that avoids confrontation. Yeah, he's not going to avoid it. Yeah, you know, the problem with Chip is that, you know, we saw him – I'll beat his drivers up and his crew chiefs up when they won. <laughs> yeah. Well, what would have happened to Denny yeah. if he was really mad? And yeah. I think I think there's a different weight category there. Yeah. I think that Chip has puts himself in a different weight class than Denny, so Denny might not want to 
joke around too much, yeah. or at least keep the car in between. Yeah, I don't think That's Denny remembers that video. It was a safe distance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a safe distance. Yeah, it was. Six feet. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. Or a car in between. <laughs> I got sorry, you. Sorry, I got you. sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, also moving the needle today, uh, we had a tweet by Liz Allison, who found something from her late Hall of Fame husband, Davy Allison, notes that he took from the 1992 Coca-Cola 600, handwritten notes that were, like, extremely precise Talking about the handling conditions of the car, about the wedge they had in, about the springs. So this was, I hope everybody was able to blow this up and check it out. It was fascinating. Yeah, that's I don't cool. know if you, did you guys ever do this in the era before personal computers were prevalent? Would you take What are you trying like to this? say? We didn't have a personal I'm, computer I'm just saying that you and Jeff. Phone. I had a bag phone in 92. <laughs> you and I Jeff did drive phone, in an era before <laughs> we all had smartphones and iPads and computers. I don't know. Yeah, I think that? notes. Yeah. yeah. I think notes. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, I, I read that, and, and it was, you know, what I found interesting was he was talking about changes they made during the race and what, yeah. it, what it did. And then he said they found out after the race that the left front Jack Bowl had come out come in a round and a half or so. And I'm like, some things never change. Yeah, like, never change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think mean, we all took notes. Well, I, I everybody took notes, but that's, that's crazy, that uh, piece of memorabilia. That's the type of thing that I would love to see in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even as much as um, a history buff as I am of the sport, yeah. it just amazes me when I walk around the Hall of Fame the articles they have from all the different yeah. people in the history. And it doesn't yeah. have to be a trophy or a checkered flag. Yeah. I actually think a handwritten note like that is perhaps even yeah. more special That's cool than some case. of the awards. Is, yeah. Yeah. One, one thing that, that was interesting to me about it was that it was all about the car. Yeah. Okay, so so take that today, and like most drivers' notes today would be about, you know, yes, we struggle with the car, but there's a lot of driver notes in there too, you know, yeah. Yeah. restarts and those kind of things. Yeah. But Davey Allison, and in that in that era, Davey Allison was he was a chassis guy, right? Yep. He wanted to be involved right. in his car and yep. all that stuff. And all those notes right. were really about the car. And it was a lot more hands the, on. Yeah, yeah. what yeah. the car needed more. to do different. Yeah. And I, I, that that just is a sign of the times. That's changed. Yeah, I love it. Well, that was the two uh, moving the needle items from Nate. Let's Good jump stuff, right into man. some calls. Good As job. always, Thanks. you can call in eight four four NASCAR NBC. We're going to start with Rusty from Connecticut. What's your question, Rusty? Hey, how you guys doing today? I just wanted to comment real quick on Ironman Eli Tomac's dominating victory at Daytona this weekend at Supercross. It was and impressive. Also, I want to, well, that was very impressive. But I want to touch on the Joey Logano-Paul Wolf relationship. Is this something that might become a Chad Knauss-Jimmy Johnson thing where Joey Logano just takes off this season and starts winning races all over the place? Well, they're 81 races short of the Chad Knauss-Jimmy Johnson <laughs> relationship and seven championships. And I say that half tongue-in-cheek, do I think they're going to find success? Obviously, they've hit on something right away. Um, Championship-level driver, championship crew chief. I think we all knew they were going to run well, Jeff. I, are you surprised at their early success? So, you know, I'm not surprised that if you put Joey Logano in position to win a race That's right. late, he's going to take advantage of yeah. it. And I think that, I'm, to be honest, they haven't had the best car. Yeah. Like they really haven't had the best car, but they found a way. And I think that's a compliment, right? You find, and I think they're good enough to have the best car. So I think it's a great start. I mean, it's a great yeah. – you couldn't ask for any more of a start. Uh, but, you know, time will tell. Time will tell. A lot of times, you know, people get take off really, really well, and it, it simmers down yeah. a little bit. But they have the capability to yeah. do some great stuff. Rusty must be a Jimmy Johnson fan because after Jimmy ran fifth at, at uh, Las Vegas, his fans already had him – Win an eight championship. So one race into the season, two races into the season. But but I look at this that relationship and I, and I say this is and we've I've said it here at this desk about Joey Logano and Paul Wolf. They already have that confidence in each other. They've worked with each other through the years, even though they were on separate teams. 
Paul has the confidence to know that if you got the ball, Joy, run with it. Yeah. Run with the ball, Joy. And, and Joey has the confidence when Paul says, it's yours to take it and run with it. So I think they already have that, and it's shown in these two wins, because I agree. I don't believe he had the strongest car in either race, but they put themselves in, in position, and Joey took it and, and won the race with it. Yeah, impressive start. All right, back to the calls. David from Michigan, what's your question? Um, yeah, I'm just kind of curious as to how many winners you guys think we'll have this year as far as uh, different winners. Ooh, how many different winners, KP? Man, I don't know. You know, we were. I was talking to somebody yesterday about the Toyota dominance with, with Denny and, and Kyle and, and Truex last year. Um, I don't think we're going to see that. So I think you're going to have – how many winners did we have last year? Ten? Usually there's at least ten. Ten. Yeah, usually yeah ten. I was, I was going to say ten or eleven. Uh, I can't – right off the top of my head, I don't remember. I, I bet we have – I, th- I think we're going to have new winners. I think you're going to see a William Byron. I think you're going to see some of those guys. So I think we're going to have some new winners. So if I'm looking at that, I would say 13, 14. I like it, Professor. You're deep in thought over there and I taking am. notes. I- I'm going to go 12. Ooh, that was number. Yeah, okay. Ooh. It really was, but yeah. Nate said it had to be right. So yeah. I just, well, yeah. listen, every, good, year, <laughs> every year it takes off, and you're either not going to have a lot, many, and you end up with 12, or you're going to yeah. have 20, and you end up with 12. Yeah. So I agree, somewhere yeah. in the dozen for sure. How about the next call, Jerry from Oregon? What you got there, Jerry? Yeah, guys, uh, during the Xfinity race at the end of it, uh, the drivers, uh, crews, whatever, couldn't figure out what order to be in. And NASCAR let him run around the track for wasting three or four laps. You think NASCAR should have quit counting those laps until they figured out the order? Because if they wouldn't have wasted those laps, I think we would have had a different winner. So I'm assuming you're talking about the ARCA race from the on on Friday night. Yeah. The ARCA race is where the problem, where there was a okay. problem. Right. Where okay. the line I, get the line say, I don't remember okay. that. I don't, yeah, I don't so, remember okay. that. Well, so, so listen, I, I, that's a great question, and here's why it's a great question. Because at the Stone Standalone events this year in the Truck Series and in the trucks, the Truck Series and Xfinity Series, the rules are really kind of the same. If you if you put on two, if you pit, you start behind the people that didn't yep. pit, right? Yep. Well, they, they had people that pitted, people that did two tires, four tires, all different stuff, and they couldn't get the lineup straight. So... That was a great opportunity for NASCAR to learn what they're going to have to handle. Then one, what I've heard is that one of the issues was in the ARCA series, you can have duplicate numbers. Mm, yeah, they did. They did. So, because they had 21W and 21. They had a couple of duplicate okay. numbers. So you just took my brain. It seems like a yes. flaw that yes. Yes. <laughs> No, you're exactly right. They did have duplicate numbers. Unless we're going to start they over 100. My nephew Aren't ran there a race, so you're right. They did have They did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. you hate it for the ARCA guys because I think it did have an impact in who won the yeah. race. Ty Gibbs had the best car. And he didn't have enough time because that yeah. thing took so right. long. Great point. So, yeah. it, it, so you're right. I think it was. I think it was a factor. But I also think that this is a great opportunity for NASCAR to learn for that not to happen again in races that are going to come up in in the other series. Yeah. Great question, Jerry. I like that. Good, I, that was good. That was really good. good How about Faye in North Carolina? What's your question? Hi, uh, I want to know if you think the right decision was made for Kozlowski not to pit with those last three cautions he was leading the race and then he waited and waited and waited and pitted about the third caution and then he never was able to catch up well so i will go with it's always easier You're on monday you do it's it. always easier on monday but we have a text conversation <laughs> and i think you can back me up on this i um so it the, the first two cautions he decided to stay out i was on a coin flip 
but then you, you're committed. Yes. Once you're on that strategy, you can, once you get on the interstate, yeah. you're taking the interstate to your destination. Right. Don't get back on the on the back roads. And that's kind of what they did is they kind of picked track position. Yeah. And then right at the end on the last caution, they panicked yeah. and gave up track position. I think that was the fatal error. You had to stick with the call. Yeah, and we were talking about this out there just a minute ago. It's like you'd fallen from first to fourth. 20 cars are not going to pass you in these last little bit. But you're not going to pass eight to get back to where you were either. Uh, so, I mean, it's that it's – that, how many am I going to lose because I'm not going to gain as much as I'm going to lose? So this is going to be a transition because I'm going to say, let me say this real let me quick. Say this. But on a serious note, though, I think we talked about Joey Logano and his relationship with yeah. Paul Wolf. I think Jeremy Bullins and Brad Kozlowski need to have a heart-to-heart after the West Coast swing. They have fast mm. race cars. Good They're point. both very talented. It's not a knock on either of them. I think they're either both trying too hard or both not on the same page. I hear Brad voting in a lot on on pit strategy, and that might just be Brad's temperament. I've never worked with Brad, but it seems like maybe that's taking Jeremy a little out of his comfort zone and maybe he's listening to his driver. Like They have to clear up who's in charge of what because I think Brad's trying to help but no offense to drivers, you don't have all the information. you got to really let that call come to the box. But That's true. I think they'll figure it out. So, I said, let me say this. So, you yeah. can also talk to us <laughs> on social media with the hashtag, let me say this. Nate, rumors is you already have a question. I do. Hashtag, let me say this. I know you love awkward situations, Stevie. So, fan. Bill C here. Hashtag, let me say this. Hey, Tart, who would you rather crew chief for, Burton or KP? Oh, that's awkward. Oh, uh, no, I'm going to take my man Jeff Burton for two reasons. I think my man KP over <laughs> Dang, here dude. would talk more on the radio can than I me. Can I drive the truck? So No, no, you can, can be a spotter. The, you can oh, be a spotter. spotter. Okay. Uh, the reason I'll take my man Burton is um, I actually never really got to race a lot against Kyle. He was probably out of it more before I get in it. But Jeff and I got to race a bunch. Yeah. As a matter of fact, my, our drivers decided to – not fist fight, but push. Is push the right word at Texas? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it was push. a heavy yeah, push. Yeah, yeah. A, heavy push. push. push so I'm going to take. Plus, if you don't know, my man KP, the former quarterback, I think he would be pretty good in a tussle. Where Jeff, I feel, talk about weight classes, I got him covered if we got into a fight. So I'm going to crew chief for him. You know, you, you're, you're the politician. That was good. That was good, man. Politician. Call me the professor. You are the politician. Yeah. You, you handled that, Jeff. Oh, oh, my God. Listen, continue That's to call good. in 844 NASCAR NBC. More of your phone calls when we come back here on Motor Mouse. NASCAR America on NBCSN is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. Tomorrow morning, Ryan Newman joins the Today Show for an exclusive live interview. His first since this vicious crash of last month's Daytona 500. That's tomorrow on Today, only on NBC. And from what I hear, it's supposed to be in like the 7.30 block around 7.40 in the morning. I'm going to get a cup of coffee and tune in. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. I'm ready for the first person to count. Yeah, too early for you? Yes, yes. Oh, come on. Come on. That's not that early. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding, young. man. Old habits I'm are hard kidding. to break. All right, enough of that. Back to the phone lines. Joe, what's your question? Yeah, I was going to just ask if uh, Martin Truex and Chase Elliott hadn't had their problems, you think this would have been a whole different race? Yep, and if Joey and Paul Wolf hadn't shown up, it would have been a whole, a whole different race. I mean, you can't say ifs. Well, I mean, we can't go back and change it. I mean, everybody had a chance to win this race when they drop a green flag. That's why you race. Things are going to happen to you. You're going to get in an accident. We saw um, the two-car, Brad Keselowski and, and, and Denny Hamlin and those guys early. I mean, yeah, th- these guys, there are guys, the one thing you learn in cup racing and then Xfinity and truck, NASCAR, I'll just say NASCAR, 
the fastest horse doesn't always win. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you run the full distance, to see how the strategy and how the race comes out. And their trip-ups on pit road yes. at Las Vegas and California only look more penalizing yes. now because what happened at Phoenix had nothing to do with them. But guess what? They yeah. all total up to a really tough yeah. West Coast yeah. swings. Moving back to the phones, Chris from Indiana, what's your question? Yeah, I was uh, uh, wondering about the uh, yellow out-of-bounds line. Um, I think it would be more exciting if they didn't or if they implemented it everywhere. Why do they not? All right. Well, so let's talk about why they implemented it at Daytona and Talladega so everybody understands. The reason that that rule came up is because uh, drivers were actually entering the corners below the line on the apron and nowhere to go, and it would cause a big wreck. So ultimately it kept happening over and over and over. Uh, entering the corner, below the yellow line, uh, four wide down the back straight with one person in the grass. So NASCAR said, okay, we got to put a stop to this. And that's why that rule exists. Yes. So, so if you think about it like that, do you have that problem at California? Do you have that problem at Michigan? Do you have that problem anywhere else? You really don't. So, so I don't think NASCAR really likes the yellow line rule. They don't like having to make yeah. the call. Mm-hmm. And I think for yeah. me, the less you have, the less you have to get the officials involved, the better off the race is. So I don't see the need for a yellow line rule anywhere except for Daytona and Talladega. I agree. I agree. I don't think yeah, I have anything to add on that. I like it. That's All perfect. right. Next caller, Landon from West Virginia. What's your question? I was wondering who the dark horse, not the dark horse, who the picks are for next race. Uh, next race in Atlanta, picks. KP, your favorites. Um, I'll, I'm, I'm going to say Harvick. I, I like mm-hmm. Harvick. I like Harvick there. Harvick's good. So, so that's same, just going to be my pick. I'm the same guy. I'm the same guy with Harvick. The reason why is because when I think about a guy that's going to be in the perfect line yep. within inches, and that's so important in Atlanta, the yep. difference between being here and being six inches or yep. further is huge there. That's Kevin Harvick. That's right up his strength. Yep. I got to go with him. Yep. Chase Elliott. He's going to run on Saturday in the truck race, try to win the bounty, try to beat Kyle Busch, the extra laps. There we go. Georgia own in Atlanta. Why not? Can he win the bounty? Can he take it from Kyle? No. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. I, 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 listen, I think you have poked the bear when you when you offered this bounty. Well, I think Kyle's a little, he's going to prove it. All right. It's Kenneth, North Carolina. Go ahead. It was uh, Tony's. Uh, who do you think is going to win? Uh, do you think everybody beat Kyle Busch in the uh, gauntlet thrown down by uh, Kevin Harvick? We just heard. Oh, so no. those I'm who sorry. haven't heard this story, yeah, $50,000 Kevin Harvick throws up that says, hey, if any cup drivers can go beat Kyle Busch in a truck, Marcus Lamonis, the CEO of Gander, says, you know what? I'll put another fifty up. That's 100000 I'm not sure this is in a contract anywhere, but I saw it on social media that the driver gets it if they beat Kyle Busch. If they don't, I'm pretty sure it goes to one of Kyle Busch's charities, Cherry. yeah, which, which is a great, which is a great um, win-win for everybody. Yeah. So everybody the question wins. is, we just talked about Chase Elliott. So can anyone take this money from Kyle Busch in the truck race? Because it's Chase this week, but moving forward, we have what Kyle Larson maybe and someone else. Yeah, and there's, yeah. there's some other guys too. I, I, listen, here's what I think's against the, the, the. Here's what I think's against it against those guys is that Kyle Busch ran this race last year. Yeah. And and in the truck series, there's not, you know, like there's not new bodies, there's not new rules. I think that that experience that Kyle Busch gained last year only makes him that much more difficult to beat. And I, it's going to be really difficult for somebody just to roll in there for one race. One race. That's and right. take away from Kyle right. and what he's been able to build. And to clear it up, it's Chase Elliott, John Hunter Niemczak, Brendan Poole. Okay. 
So and there's three this weekend. Atlanta. Three this weekend. Yeah. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see. Yeah. It's gonna be exciting. I'm gonna have my eyes peeled. Full day of racing Saturday. Oh, trucks yeah, double and header. Xfinity, oh, double header gosh. in Atlanta. I like that. I like that. You buy a ticket, you're gonna get double racing for your money. How about Quentin from Minnesota? Hey guys, diehard Jeff Burton fan. I wanted to bring up uh, we are four races in in Xfinity. We are four different winners, and none of them is Justin Haley. None of them is Justin Allgaier, amongst others. Do you think this is the year we max out the list of 12 uh, going into the championship? I'm going to jump on this. I'm going to say no, not 12. I do have four more winners, probably. Um, I struggle to get to 12. We're going to have some cup guys that are going to run some select races. Uh, while Kyle Busch got beat, and it can be beat, you're going to assume they're going to take a few off the shelf. So, but but I, I think if you throw in, if you throw in, and just look at the list that we have there, if you throw in and assume everybody on that list wins a race, that's eight. You throw in three or four Cup guys, you have twelve winners, but they're not twelve. Oh, good point. So maybe yeah. that's twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, there could be twelve winners in this series, but I don't believe there's going to be twelve Xfinity winners. Xfinity drivers in this all series. 12, all 12 that make the playoffs. That make the playoffs, yes. Yeah. I don't Somebody's going to get in. Yeah, the that's a better way to Basically, play. Kyle yes. just said I was wrong on the technicalities. What no, happened yeah, right I, that's I, what I the technicality. That, that was the technicality. technicality. Yeah. All right, well, coming up, more of your calls <laughs> and a sneak peek at the latest coffee with yes. Kyle. It's not at a fancy steakhouse, is it? No, not this one. Mark Martin had come to cup racing in 81 with his own team, didn't work out, sending packing back to Arkansas. He runs the ASA series for three years. Um, then he comes back, 87, has a okay year, pretty decent year, with a Bush team, and then Jack Roush puts, as far as the Cup Series was, was concerned, an unknown Mark Martin. Why Mark Martin? Uh, because nobody with any sense or any experience as a driver would drive for me. I went to Bobby Allison, and I said, Bobby, I'd like to put the, together a NASCAR team, and I'd like for you to be center of it. I'll give you anything you want. Bobby was so embroiled with the uh, Stavola brothers yes, sir. that uh, he, he could see the end of his career being with the Stavola brothers. He says, but I, I'll tell you somebody that's not involved is Mark Martin. The full episode of Coffee with Kyle featuring Jack Roush comes Crazy. out tomorrow on our Motorsports on NBC YouTube page. It was fun, man. I mean, that's he was fascinating a, stuff. It, it was fa- I had never heard that story. I had never heard that he had offered the ride. To, he mentioned Benny Parsons. He mentioned a number of drivers before he got to Mark. Uh, he loved his time with you. He blames you for moving out of Liberty and moving to Charlotte. I will tell you that. I'm like, why'd you move to Charlotte? At Jeff Burton. <laughs> That's it. But he was interesting. It, it was a really good interview with a lot of good stuff that I've been around Jack like you my whole life, but I never knew this stuff. And it's pretty cool. His drag racing, the sports car, to everything. So please watch. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's Jack is, a, uh, Jack is one of the most interesting people yes, I've is. ever been around in my life. Yeah. For sure. I learned in the time that I worked for Jack Roush in those 10 years or nine years, I learned more in those nine years than I have the rest of my life yeah. collectively. Yeah. And, and, and it's because he's, he, he's such an interesting person. Yes, he, and he, has a, he, has a, he makes you think about things the way yeah. you wouldn't have thought about it. Right. And, and uh, he, is a, he is a masterpiece. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we're good. lucky he entered our sport. Yeah, All right. very lucky. Very I'm going to be tuned in tomorrow on the YouTube page. All right, back to the phones. Carl from Akron. What do you got, bud? Hey, what's up? A little trouble getting through uh, pre-race inspection today, boys, but I'm on the grid now, so we're good. Uh, 
I don't want to ask. I was going to ask. Spit it out, Carl. Gonna... Spit it out, man. You know we're on the time. Right, we're you on got, the clock you got, here, buddy. Kyle, on the uh, clock. Every, every year, it seems like there's just a manufacturer that falls behind. Last year, it's Chevy. This year, it seems to be Toyota. What are some of the things that attribute to this every year? Just a manufacturer being behind. All right, driver, do you all want to take this? Do you want the crew chief to take it? You take it, man, because I'm... So listen, yeah, every hey. off-season is like a company providing what's going to be next. It's like when, when Apple decides what kind of iPhone they need or Microsoft decides what kind of computer they need, that takes months of planning yeah. to develop a product. And you hope you, th- you catch it right. If it's a phone, is it going to be waterproof? Is it going to be a better camera? What's the world going to want? Well, it's the same way in racing. Months ago, you decided what you were going to need for 2020, and you spent your time and money on on more cooling, more downforce, more mechanical grip. And if you have chosen incorrectly, yeah. the pivot time is painful. And I think Toyota will uh, will come back, but yeah. obviously they chose a direction for yeah. 2020, and I have yet to see the direction pay off with all of them. Now, the asterisk is that they have one car that runs up front, and that's the 19 consistently. Yeah. Yeah. So I would be basically going through their notes. So yeah. I So I have a question for you. Is it the manufacturer or is it the team? Yeah. Because I have a hard time. I know everybody's saying the Chevrolet is better because the Chevrolet is better. But how do I know that Hendrick isn't better? Yeah. Well, so so it's a catch-22. When you talk about Toyota, that's one and the same. Because Joe Gibbs Correct. Racing yeah. is basically the yeah. monster Correct. Toyota team. When it comes to Chevrolet, my argument would be I saw Redick right up front. I saw Austin Dillon. I've seen other Chevy teams, Chip Ganassi yeah. Racing, who I also think has improved. So, but did, I have is no Chip Ganassi better now than they were at the end of last year? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I th- and, and look, I think we're looking for too simplistic an answer. I think there's a lot of different <laughs> things. No, no, I, I think getting your butt kicked for two or three years, good motivation, makes yeah. you, is motivated. Yeah. And I think Chevy went home and said, "Okay, I know this is 2020." And we're getting a brand new car in 2021, but by God, we want a brand new car in 2020. Yeah, yeah. So they made that effort. The teams have made that effort. So I think that's what's what's pumped Chevy that far. I think you look at Toyota and and back to your thing and, and Gibbs is they won what 19 races last year. Yeah. And you look at that and you think, what do we need to do? We're not changing cars. We're not doing anything. We should be on top or somewhere close. Not that they didn't keep their heads down and work. That's not what I'm saying, but. They had already maxed out their vehicle or maxed out a lot of that, too. So maybe they just need to get back to their basics to where they need to be. But, you know, it's been pretty. There's a couple of Chevys that run good, really good. A couple of Fords have run pretty good. And a couple of Toyotas, one Toyota, the 19, has run pretty good. So it's not yeah, it's not it's terribly skewed yet. I, I don't see it as skewed that bad yet. All right, back to the calls. Alan from Florida. I'll use KP's line. You're on the clock. Okay. <laughs> I'm wondering why it is that Hamlin is causing all these accidents. He's had three in a row, Newman's accident, Larson's accident, and now Blaney's accident. What's going on with this guy? All right, I'm not willing to give him Newman's, but I am willing to give him both Larson's and the Blaney accident, crystal yeah. clear. Yeah. I'm putting it up to you, drivers. What's up with Hamlin? Well, listen, I don't think Denny Hamlin's not a dirty driver. No. He's not. You know, he's not, just not that guy. I know. Chase Elliott fans are disagreeing with me at the moment, but yeah, the board's know, lighting up. Yeah, for the most part, for the most part, he's been a clean race car driver. I, I, I just think I think it's just situational. I think that you know Phoenix was tight racing, yeah, uh, and, and and that I just I don't know. I, I don't I don't think you're going to see Denny Hamlin wrecking people every single week. No. I just think it's a matter of circumstances and. It'll, it'll get gone pretty quickly. Yeah, the Larson thing, uh, you know, I, I think Phoenix was hard racing. The, the Larson thing's a little, it, it, we're pushing, we're helping, yeah, we're trying to yeah, do something, yeah. and it just got away from yeah. me. 
Uh, I'm not sure that should have been done at that point in time. That's maybe a misjudgment. Uh, but I, I don't see where Denny's done anything wrong in, the, in these first few races, honestly. He's, he's just run he's run a race and been in a bad situation, just like Truex has run races and been at the other end of that bad situation. All right, I love it. More questions to come. Coming up, Nate Ryan is back on the desk with all the tweets yes. using hashtag let me say this when we return. I was so pissed earlier. I thought we were throwing it away. You know, we were trying to think of the team there. Obviously, we were trying to divide and conquer. He's done everything he needed to do. Joseph Newgarden is the 2019 champion. I'm so happy. I was crying that whole lap, so I'm I'm glad it's over. I'm so glad this is over. I'm just really thankful, man, for, for everyone that's done everything for me. And it all starts this Sunday as Joseph Newgarden starts his title defense as IndyCar takes the green flag for a new season on NBCSN. And this May, NBC is home to the greatest spectacle in racing, the Indianapolis 500. Interesting enough, earlier today, Indianapolis Motor Speedway tweeted this out in honor of National Mario Day, which I didn't know was a thing. I did not know that. But it seems that things have been getting a little awkward on March 10th at IMS. Mm. I like that. I like that. I'm not sure who's cooler, but Mario Andretti looks pretty cool right there in the white fire suit. And then Mario Andretti said, well, listen, I need to get on this. Still on the road to St. Pete for the IndyCar race. I'm going to need a parking pass, though, as his two-seater is pulling the tag along. Perfect. That's a luxury motorhome. I like that. That's a Next good look. to the luxury like yachts. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, well, back at the desk, the professor, Nate Rye. Professor, what do you got up on NBCSports.com? Well, I'll be heading to St. Pete for the IndyCar season opener that we just talked about. And I've got a five things to watch in the 2020 IndyCar series season. Uh, IndyCar, actually, the driver lineup sort of mimics what's going on in NASCAR. You have this youth movement coming in, some of the veterans getting forced out. So that's interesting to me. Uh, the aero screen, I don't know how much you guys have heard about that. The windshield yeah, yeah. they're essentially yeah, yeah. going to run. Yeah. That's going to be something new this year. And, of course, Roger Penske now. Owns the series, owns Indianapolis Motor yeah. Speedway. So. I'm still shocked when I woke up to that tweet Ooh. that, oh, he bought the Speedway and the series. Yeah. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see. Jimmy Johnson is part of the youth movement over there. <laughs> <laughs> right. I thought I'd throw that out. Before we get any far off the rails, we've had some great callers. How about some tweets? How about hashtag let me say this, Nate? <laughs> All right. Hashtag let me say this. Let's start with a question from Michelle, who asked her dad, why do they call it the apron? He said they have always called it the apron. Is there any particular reason it's called the apron? You're the historian. Wow. <laughs> I don't have a clue. Why would they call it the apron? Did they call it the I, I don't know. Why would, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you, you don't know, know no one knows. Yeah. Next question. Okay. Yeah, I, Is that I, where I, I think I have no idea. <laughs> Let me tell you what. I'm going to Google it right now. Is okay. it like when you're cooking, everything goes I, I, in the I don't apron, know. I'm so when Google. you wreck, everything goes to the I'm, apron? I'm, I'm Googling right now. We're getting you an answer right. by the end yes. of the show, Michelle. Well, Thanks wait, for Michelle, that. Michelle, I'd like to credit you. You're the first person yes. ever that has given an answer that Kyle didn't give a question that Kyle didn't give some kind of answer I didn't have some kind of answer for I have no clue. Okay. Well, Kyle's Googling. This one's for Burton. From Tony V. Hashtag let me say this. He wants to know the... Rules package uh, for mile and a half tracks is like speed chess. It's exciting to watch these quick moves, but what's really happening? Uh, can drivers not make clean passes without fear of losing spots to slower cars? Yeah, so if you make the wrong move and 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 say you run to the bottom and everybody's lined up on the outside and you can't get back up, yeah, they're going to go by you. By the way, that happened at Phoenix also. Yeah, right. You know, if you went to the bottom and you didn't clear them and they got lined up on the outside, Kyle has an answer I can see. Yes, I do. But, but <laughs> yes, I yeah, do. That, that is that, that mile and a half package has changed the way you have to drive. It's changed the way you have to approach a race, and you have to think about a pass. And if you don't clear that guy, if you watch a truck series, 
it looks a lot like the truck series on mile and a half when so all the trucks are bunched up together on, on a restart. Right. All right, KP, Okay, I do not have – I, I still – no clue why they call it the apron, but here is – it came from bicycle racing. It gave the bicycles an opportunity to get up the speed on the flat part of the track and then work their way up onto the bank, and it gave them a place to come off and to land and to slow down. So I, yeah. I, I guess that's a place uh, – right. but I, don't, I still have no idea why they call it the apron. They could have called it that place to speed up and slow down would have been just as good an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's change it to that. Uh, our half of the schedule will be yeah, the place to speed up. And, uh, hey, that yeah. car's running around that place to slow down right there. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jim Massey, hashtag let me say this. Uh, he's part of the Denny Hamlin fan club. He wants to know, NASCAR summoned Noah Gregson to the trailer before Xfinity practice to discuss his driving. When will they do the same thing to arrogant capital A Hamlin? He has wrecked enough cars already. Man, this is like, wow, I mean, why are y'all piling on, why are Denny? Piling on Denny? So, yeah. so I don't think we know why they called Noah to the trailer. So yeah. I heard that it was something to do with post-race. Yeah, I, I, I heard it was some aggressive driving after the checkered flag yeah. okay. post-race. Yeah. All right. I don't know if that's the exact truth, but that was the rumor mill yeah. that I right, found myself go. in the middle of. Or maybe well, Junior just wanted like, to talk I haven't seen any reason to call yeah. Hamlin to the trailer. No, I don't, I have, not yet. And yes, this is a purple phone case, so don't tweet me about so, it. So, so, so at Daytona, I don't say you can blame that on Danny Hamlin. No, That's, that no. happens at every plate race. Every yes. single, I, mean, I don't know how you blame that on Danny Hamlin. And, you know, he was like you said, he was pushing down the front straightaway, trying yeah. to help him. They, they got yeah. they they didn't got lined up. He made a mistake. Yeah, that's right. And that they, happens. You know, I I don't know. I mean, I, listen, it happens again. If this week Denny Hamlin yeah. gets into somebody, then let's have a conversation. I just don't view Denny Hamlin as a guy running over people every week. Yeah, yeah. same. And the premise of Jim's question may have been incorrect. Good point on Gregson. Um, hashtag let me say this from at Big Shosky. I feel like I've heard that Ooh, name before. Shosky. Now that Phoenix is in the rear view, which track presents the biggest challenge for the new short track package? I don't know if Ooh. I'd use the word challenge. Uh, new opportunities. I yeah. mean, everywhere. I think what I saw at Phoenix proved to me that the lack of downforce opened up the opportunity to race at a one-mile racetrack. Um, I'll look no further than coming up really soon, the yeah. night race at Martinsville. Yeah. We didn't think aerodynamics, or I didn't. I knew it affected a little bit, but I didn't think it would be a dramatic change at Martinsville. But, man, the race we saw there, Jeff, yeah. did not look like paperclip-type racing. Yeah. I'm hoping that's a track. It's my favorite track. Yeah. I'm ready to see some pushing and shoving. Yeah. All right. Uh, finally, from Trevor, this one's for Kyle. Uh, hashtag let me say this. JJ48 wins Atlanta. What are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be on Motor Mouse next Tuesday. Call in again, and I'll give you my thoughts. <laughs> Why not? He can win Atlanta. Yeah, he, he, could, he could win well, Atlanta. Like you say, yeah. his fans yeah. think he, he could can win, win Atlanta every week. You, you, yeah, you guys think he's uh, – they, I was stopped by over here at the Hendrick shop, and they were putting his name on a number eight. That's eight. That's, that's eight. So there All right, I'm going to save get all me out of, of us from KP before we get any deeper. The professor with the tweets, I appreciate that. More of your calls when we come back. Dial in and sound off to KP. Sound off. After his wild crash at Daytona, it was great to see Ryan Newman back at the track at Phoenix walking around the garage area, and I personally can't wait to hear what he has to say about that accident and more. His exclusive live interview tomorrow morning on Today. I'm going to be dialed in. We've yet to hear from him from that accident, so it's going to be interesting to hear, interesting to hear. So let's take some more calls. We got uh, Jonathan from Virginia. Oh, yes. I wanted to uh, see what y'all thought about them moving the clash to the road course. Um, I feel like it kind of NASCAR's yeah. taking too much of the IndyCar swing. Um, 
Yeah, one more thing I want to touch on. I think Brad is going to drive the 48 next year. And if I could give a Jimmy Spencer crying towel to anybody this week, it would be Mrs. Rush's husband. <laughs> there was a lot right there. Where should we start? There Let's go back lot. to the original. Uh, and I, it's two clash. things about Daytona. It's the clash and it's the schedule. Condensed it all into yeah. one week. And now the clash is no longer on the high banks. So they're going to use this year's car to run the road course. Yeah. I, I kind of like it. I, I, listen, the clash is an entertaining race. It's an entertainment for the fans. That's all it's for. It, it's not a points race. It's not anything. But let's just go put on a show to get everybody excited about Daytona and about the week. Now, will the infield and the road course get the fans excited about what's going on on the Oval? I'm not sure about that. But it will be a great way, I think, in in an entertaining way to kick off Speed Week. And I do like that they've condensed stuff. Um, I I do like that for, for for the teams, for the drivers, for everybody. Once you go, you know you're committed to be there all week. There's not that break to go home and, and lose focus. So I don't know if I love the road course, but I will say I'm kind of done with the short race on the high banks. Yep. You know, it's um, so much equipment gets torn up, and it just doesn't give me any more excitement for the 500. Actually, if anything, I hear all these stories about what we're going to see in the 500. It has nothing to do with the clash. Yeah. So I'm fine with the road course. Yeah, I mean, I like the condensed schedule, and I want to watch. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I want to yeah. see. Yeah, I want to yeah. see. You know, I want to see what kind of race, what the what the race is, and I'll tell you then. But I like the condensed schedule. I think it's better for the fans. I think I more fans too. can come. Yeah. and experience. Yeah. We all used of to it. go and, and like sidebar. We used to go down there and spend two weeks, and there was right. racing every day, cars yeah. on track every day, and fans just poured into the place. And once we went to the break, and once we started doing some of that stuff, people were like, "Well, why should I come hey. the first weekend when I've just come the second?" More weekend? entertainment for your money. Yes. You go to Atlanta exactly. this Saturday, you get trucks yeah. and Xfinity. You exactly. go to Pocono this weekend or this year, you get yeah, two cup races. So I'm all for it. Double all, for it. all right, back to the calls. Gene in North Carolina, what you got? I have a question about the rookies and the extra set of tires. Why don't they give them an extra 10 or 15 minutes at the beginning of the practice session? They need time more than they need tires, don't they? All right, so I'm going to clean this up. This is Xfinity Series. There yeah. aren't extra tires in the Cup Series. In the Xfinity Series, you do get an extra set of tires. First trip to each racetrack, isn't that what it is, Jeff, yep. I think? Yep. Yeah, um, So, actually, Gene, I hear what you're saying about the time, but I don't think they need the time at most of these tracks. They have so few tires in the Xfinity Series. From covering the Xfinity Series practice, there's a lot of time in the garage. Your son's doing it. What do you see? No, I, I agree. I, I, think that, I think they don't really need time because they don't have enough tires. But in the Cup side, I think Gene's right. I, I don't think that it's fair – for rookies to go into the Cup Series and not have extra times or tires or something. The yeah. problem with the, extended, the, truck, the Cup Series is there is enough tires for the amount of time they have. But if you're a rookie in the Cup Series today, you get nothing. You get no benefit for being a rookie. You don't get an extra test. You don't get anything. And I think at the highest level, you got to go <laughs> – you got to go beat Jimmy Johnson with yeah. so much less experience. I think, that, see, but, uh, rookie I think there but should this, be something. See, for this, the boy. this is where we're this, this, no, no, no. But this is just where we're different because I don't, I don't, I don't think when you once you move to the cup level, you better be playing cup ball. Yeah. Because my point is, in the major leagues, they don't throw softer pitches to rookies. They still come with their heat. That's you, true. You know what I mean? But so, practice is practice, yeah. and race is race. I, I got you on the I got so you on the practice on the practice. practice but but I'm just saying that when you step across that line from little league to the major leagues, you better be ready to play major league ball. That's just, that's my opinion. So that's two opinions here on that call. Thank you very much. And I'm not going to give a third because there seemed to be a line and I want to know part of it. We're going to take more of your calls when we come back on Motor Mouse. 
NASCAR America on NBCSN is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. Nothing too crazy going on, right? Oh, hold on. I'm just getting this now. Wait a second. Nope, I was wrong, guys. Some huge news yesterday. Matt, next year, is going to drive the Wood Brothers number 21 Ford. Congratulations, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. This is Miss Kale, your bus driver from Frenchy Ford. Oh, no way. Please tell us some of his antics on the bus. Left the bus and jumped out the back. (laughs) That's true. Well, and Matt DiBenedetto will be back here in studio for the entire Motor Mouse show oh. on Thursday here with AJ and Marty. Tomorrow, we're going to have Splash and Go on NBCSports.com. I'm going to jump on with Nate Ryan. We're going to talk about Brad Kay and a little bit of upcoming race at Atlanta, plus Ken Schrader on the Dale Jr. download at a special time, 6 o'clock Eastern. No telling what Schrader might say. And KP, what do you got tomorrow? I am with Haley Deegan. We are turning the table. She is going to interview me. Um, oh no! So it's going to be big. So, <laughs> There's no telling. So should I be worried for him? Can't or wait. Can't, here? can't it, wait. Uh, <laughs> I want to send some questions in. It's going to be on Thursday. It'll be on Thursday on Motor Mouse. So, so watch it Thursday. All right, we're going to dial in. We'll see right, how it goes. A few more minutes. We're going to jump right back to the calls. Kevin, what do you got? Yes, I want to know. Do y'all think Atlanta Motor Speedway will be? Re- oh, he cut off. I, I think, think he was going to ask repay. Repay for Atlanta Motor Speedway. Do you think oh, it's going to be? I think they're going to have to. Yeah, eventually they're point. going to have At to. At some yeah. point, the, the yeah. asphalt is is getting to the point where they're going to yeah. have to do it. So yeah. I, I keep waiting for the race where it rains a little bit and you can't have a race because the water's seeping through. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, ah, that yeah. would, and, and the drivers didn't want it paid, but at some point you're going to have to yeah. pay it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we don't see these repaves unless they're changing the shape of the track for fun. Yeah. They're expensive and they do yeah. it because drainage and a bunch of different reasons. So we'll see if it comes down. Our phone line's are still down at the moment. We lost Gary. I didn't do it. They said, don't touch the computer. I touched the computer. Don't. Gary went away. So I don't know. <laughs> we, don't have, sorry. we don't have Nate here to bail us out. Let's talk about it. Hey, let me though. call in. So, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were Googling still. You still don't have an answer on the apron? You're not, you're not I wrong. I just number. know it came from bicycle racing. That's all I know, man. All right. I, I wouldn't know anything about that. So, no, I got one for you guys. Who needs a good run in Atlanta? Give me a driver that mm. needs something to go right. William Byron. Yeah, mm. yeah. Good year good. last year. Made the playoffs. Good. Doesn't have a top ten yet. Good. Need some. Need some positive energy. Doesn't have to have a great finish, yeah. in my opinion. Obviously, you need it. They need. They need to run in the front. They need yeah. to get themselves in the front of the pack. Yeah. All right, KP. You know, listen. I, I think for me, I, I look at. I'm gonna throw two people. I think Chase and Ryan Blaney need to finish something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think. I think they need to finish yeah, something I like that. I think they've had good runs, but finish for me. Put the whole day together and show me what you have. Because we can keep going and, you know, the potential's there. They run up front. They've done good. I got a new contract. Let's go do something. But let's put it together. All right. So first time hosting Motor Mouse phones are down. So that means I'm in control. Good luck. We're going <laughs> to rapid fire. we got three minutes. Get through as many as you can. Todd in Georgia. What will be the next new track for NASCAR? Uh, St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis. Yeah, going back to say, go, go back to Gateway. Nashville, although it's not really new, but yeah. going yeah, back. Gateway's going not back. new either. All right, Dan from Daytona Beach, Florida, wants to know, could NASCAR move the Bristol night race to the 4th of July? 4th of July, under the lights, Bristol. Listen, you I like it? Like it? I, I'm not saying I like it or I don't like it, but I'm going to say this. The question was, can NASCAR? Can NASCAR? Yes, and yes the they answer. can. Yes. They can do anything <laughs> they want to. Uh, uh, nothing? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. 
Uh, let me, I, I'll say that. Danny in Indiana, Nichols Engineering built cars in the 1970s Nichols. for yeah, Ray you? Nichols. All right, I know. No, well, no, no, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. But yes, Ray Nichols was the other Dodge or Chrysler team. Would the team. cars they built now be as strong as they built back then? Can somebody like that come back in today's world and keep up? No, no. It's just moved on. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yes. It's moved way past all that stuff. Hmm. Yeah. That was some trick stuff, though. All right. Yeah. A couple more minutes here. Fred from Texas. What was better racing? Classic stock car racing from the 70s or the modern style of racing? I have a strong opinion on this. I wasn't around in the 70s. I'm okay. going to make you answer. This, this is... I don't think either. I don't think you can say one's better than the other. They're different. Yeah, it's different, and it's whatever you grew up with. Guys like me that are, you know, fifty, sixty years old. Yeah. We grew up with the seventies and the eighties. That's our heart and soul. Guys that are older than me that are seventies and eighties year, they love the sixties, man. And the people that are growing up today love this sport the way it is, right? So I don't. I don't think you can. I'm tired of trying to compare and put it all together. You can't. It's just what you like. What's your strong opinion? My strong opinion is that if you want door-to-door racing, it's not even close. When you go back in the history books, the gaps were laps. The characters were fascinating. The cars were cool. There's a part of the 70s that I love. But you can't say that the racing was better than what we see now. What these guys do when they drop the green flag, it is unbelievable. All right, Phoenix. A lot of question marks going into the race. The race was awesome. The championship will be held there. Big fan. I think the market, the track deserve it. Anyone disagree? Phoenix championship no. race. I was nervous. I was. Because we I, hadn't seen yeah. great races. I was concerned. But, I was concerned. But the, with this new, with the with the low down force, huge win. Yeah. Going to be fun. That's, that's gonna, we're talking about November already. But yeah. that's going to be an <laughs> amazing weekend. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. We're talking points race already. Yes, we are. <laughs> oh, we talked free agency with Kyle Bull, or with Brad uh, Kozlowski. Yes, yeah, we, we did. Might, yeah, might as well. Might as well. All right. Well, we somehow got through an hour of Motor Mouse, a full-packed week. We had Good Dale job, Jr. Dude. download Good job. with Ken Schrader. Uh, we have Motor Mouse on Thursday with Matt DiBenedetto. More than anything, tune in tomorrow. Today's show, Ryan Newman, first ever interview since that big accident in Daytona. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 